Hi, everybody. I'm Robin Caulfield. I'm the dungeon master of this podcast and also the creator of Viturium. Um, I just wanted to start this episode off by saying thank you for coming and to give sort of an explanation. Um, a cast member who was originally cast for the show was removed from the show after we were made aware of their harmful actions. Um, so these first four episodes in which this previous cast member does appear, we removed them, uh, which means some things might seem a little weird or seem like something's missing. Um, but for the safety of our cast, our audience, and the greater community, uh, we wanted to make sure we removed this person who we do not want to be associated with. Um, I'm sure some of you saw our announcement about it when it happened. Um, but the important thing is we want to make sure we have a safe show and a safe space for everybody. So thank you, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. And for the very first time, welcome to Viturium Awakening. I am your dungeon master, Robin Caulfield, at Call Me Caulfield on Twitter, and I use she, her pronouns. For those of you who don't know me, I am the creator and founder of the setting of Viturium and the original dungeon master of Viturium, The Wanderers. I'm really excited for this. There's a lot of really great people on this show. Uh, so let's just jump right into introducing them, starting with James. Hi, my name is James. Uh, I use they, them. I'm playing Sick Van Wugs, Goblin Cleric. And Renee. Hi, I'm Renee Rhodes, and today I will be playing Tennyson, who is a ranger. And Eleni. Okay, hi, I'm Eleni. Um, I'll be playing Ahara. She's a Genasi, Air Genasi, Barbarian, and my pronouns are she, they. And Sylvia. Hey guys, I'm Sol. I use she, her pronouns. I will be playing Faina, a female Firbolg rogue. To clarify, this is a very queer-friendly podcast, so if you're not cool with that, you don't have to listen to it. Um, without further ado, we can dive into the very first episode of Materia Awakening. You find yourselves on the journey of life, your characters coming from so many backgrounds and countries, so many different cities. Whether you're far from home or right down the street, you find yourselves in the very heart of the Viturian Empire in the nation of Vitur, the elven empire that has stood for centuries. 
Somewhere on the western border is the city of Valana, a big trade city with people coming in and out of the neighboring country of Teneboro, people from all over Vitor. There are shops, there are carts people are selling right off the back from, any number of taverns and inns with people coming in and out, barely staying more than one night. There are a few people who call this place home. But aside from business owners and a few families here or there, the only true patrons of this town are House Duelists, one of the noble houses of the Empire. It's also home to the Order of Merchants. Anyone who wants a license to sell anything in the Empire usually finds themselves there. Due to circumstances mostly out of your control, you all find yourselves here in the city with a common goal. Whether or not you know it, as you've been tasked with a somewhat challenging mission of stealing something that you aren't even sure is there. You were all hired through various means to steal something from a safe at the top of a tower belonging to House Duelists. So we begin our adventure with the Valana native, Sick. So, Sick, what are you doing the morning of the heist here in Valana? Well, I'd be uh, rolling out of bed. Uh, doing all my regular stretches, uh, touching my toes, counting them one by one. Uh, still got six on my left, five on my right, so I'm doing pretty good there. Uh, as far as that, I'd be uh, reading my, my uh, book, doing my senior meditations, just pr praying uh, to my god this, uh, as I do a deep contemplation as to uh, why I got the uh, ultimatum I did uh, in order to uh, do this heist. Meanwhile, in another part of the town, we have Ahara. So, Ahara, where do you find yourself on this lovely morning? So, um, Ahara's probably at a, a tavern somewhere, um, knowing Ahara. Um, it's, it's in the morning, but... She might be just like doing rounds and and just seeing like what everybody else is up to, uh, you know. Just she she's a she's a pirate lady, so she might be there just to to win some coin early in the morning, see what kind of bets she could she could place. Cool, and it's easy enough to place bets with people. Uh, you win some, you lose some, but ultimately you walk out with about the same amount that you went in as you jump from tavern to tavern there are always people willing to lose coin and in a city like this it's technically a city that never sleeps people come and go at all times of the day and there's always something going on there are the wee hours of the morning when most people are gone maybe there's one or two merchants preparing to head out for the day. A couple of travelers come and go from their respective inns. But ultimately, there's only ever a small window where this city is quiet, calm. And this time of year is no different. The Harvest Festival is in full swing as we find ourselves on the final day of Lilac's Petal, the sixth month 
of the year here in Batur. It's the last day of the Harvest Festival, so many merchants are preparing to head out, head back to their homes. The harvest season has ended. People are selling their crops before the winter comes. And on the last day of the Harvest Festival, you all find yourselves waiting. And speaking of waiting, Tin, where are you waiting on this wonderful morning? Ten is waiting outside the inn that they stayed in last night and uh, is all ready for the day, has uh, the packs on her back, uh, and her hair is brushed and, and curled. And while Ten stands there waiting for someone or something, some sort of signal, we turn to Faina. I enter the town and immediately head towards the marketplace, looking for the compatriots I was told would be here. I uh, stop quickly to buy a piece of fruit just for breakfast and look around patiently, seeing if I recognize anybody by description or by sight as uh the people that I'm supposed to meet up with to conduct the job. And who in particular are you trying to spot right now? Well, I was told that there was going to be a goblin in their presence. Uh, I don't know too terribly much about my compatriots, but I was told that I would know them when I saw them. And sick, where were you at this moment in time? Oh, I was uh, definitely waking up. Had a late night with the fam. So probably making my way towards or, uh, the meeting place at this point. Cool. Uh, so, Fena, you find yourself uh, around the rendezvous point that you had been told to meet this goblin. And you don't see very many goblins in this town, uh, whether it's because there just aren't any or because they are hidden elsewhere. Uh, among the various different types of people, you know, you see goliaths, you see elves, humans, orcs, dragonborn, even a handful of kenku. There are any number of travelers, and if there is a type of person in this world who exists, you can probably find them at some point here in this town. And yet, it seems awfully shy of goblins. Some time passes. The morning wanes on, and eventually you spot on the horizon, coming down one of the streets, a goblin. It's the only one you've seen so far, so perhaps that's what they meant when you would know them when you see them. But Sick, if you would like to describe yourself, you may. Sure thing. Uh, Sick has buzz, almost shaved sides of their head with long hair kind of flowing off to one side, a bunch of little earrings and piercings there. Uh, currently, as they walk, they're also kind of fidgeting with a thumb ring. 
uh, just a simple like maybe like some kind of cheap metal just ring as they're walking full backpack at the moment they're currently wearing this like dark greenish black tight leather armor with these very big shoulder pauldrons on the side uh, and they are also kind of scanning their horizon looking for familiar faces i approach uh rather quietly but i'm quite tall so uh, I tend to stand out from the crowd a little bit just because of sheer height. Um, although my cloak hood is up, you can see uh, amber eyes peeking out from it. Well met. I believe we are here for the same duties today. Oh, hi! And Zik will extend their hand as high as they can since they're very short. Oh, it's just super nice. It's very nice to meet you. My name is Sick. I, uh, I think I'm supposed to be kind of like the, 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 the watcher of everybody. Uh, I'm good at a couple things, but I, uh, just kind of make sure y'all don't get injured too bad. It's a pleasure. And it's nice to meet another watcher that normally falls to me. Yeah, it's very nice to meet you. And Sick will just, like, vigorously shake your hand. Uh. Pena is a little bemused by the energy. <laughs> well, you sleep in well past like when you're supposed to wake up. You have plenty of energy for the rest of the day. So, I, just, yeah. you know, you, you, just, you just do that. I was actually hanging out with my cousins, and they're really fun to hang out with. We're counting toes and placing bets. I didn't know that my cousin lost a toe the other day, so I actually lost the bet. Oh, dear. I... Hope you're all right. Yeah, well, well, he went from three toe Tim down to two toe Tim, so uh, that's his new his new nickname. Better alliteration. And that is when ten shows up. Ten, why don't you tell us what you look like? Ten is uh, well, she has a little bit of like crust still around her lips uh, but she's just kind of fiddling with her fingers in front of her she uh, was walking very nervously quickly on the way here though Uh, she has long elven ears uh, but her skin is like a faint uh, kind of like a goldish sheen on her on her cheeks uh, like as if her blush kind of comes out gold. Uh, her hair is similarly very like rose gold with a little bit of a, a silver metallic look to it. She's wearing a cloak and leather armor. Uh, and so it's it the cloak is a, a darker green and the leather armor is actually kind of like a, a soft pink color. Uh, ten nervously waves at the two who are already there. Uh, sick and uh, Faina. Hello, I'm th- <laughs> I'm ten. Are we supposed to give our real names? Should we give fake names? Faina suppresses a smile. I don't know heist etiquette. Generally speaking, it's winner take all. I mean, we could we could do. Code names. I can be short, tall, and uh, 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 you can be. I don't know. I, I don't know what you like. Eleven. Eleven. Because I'm short, but like tall of energy. So like, you know, oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. If you give me more sugar, then I'm really tall, and then you, I, I can't sleep. So. Uh, oh well, I like the energy vibes. Yeah. So uh, 
you can be 11. I'll be short and tall. Um, I don't know what anyone else wants to be called. Right. 11. Put that here in my notebook. Hopefully no one finds it. I mean, I won't write down your name. Short tall, I feel like we're the only ones who have code names right now. Well, I could give code names to other people, but I don't know if it's going to be exactly what they want to hear. How many toes do you have? Pointing over towards the uh, rogue. A normal amount? All right, regular toes. That's going to be your new nickname here. No, actually, it's not that. If you don't want it to be, it's perfectly fine. Oh, are we going to, we could do toe puns. That'd be great. Yeah, it's a toe pun. See, it's a, it's a toe pun. <laughs> this is going to be a wonderful friendship. Uh, so as you all sit there talking about nicknames involving toes, Ahara, you finish your gambling, um, coming out to a grand total of losing zero gold uh, and winning zero gold. Uh, and you see this very strange group. Uh, Ahara, she's she's walking out and she's kind of just like, jingling uh, a bag of, of coin and she she sees a group of people that um, they she can tell they're not very experienced in this whole potential heist situation. Uh, so they're being a little bit loud and uh, definitely not discreet about maybe possibly doing some kind of heist. Um, she's hearing them like kind of go back and forth like your heist heist name is this and she's like, wow. Okay, um, so she walks over and she's like, I presume you guys are here for the heist. What? You guys, it's uh, it's pretty obvious. You're in broad daylight and I'm pretty sure you all just said your nicknames uh, very loudly. I've never stolen anything in my life. Now we gotta get new nicknames. <laughs> I propose we go someplace slightly more private. To discuss mm. this. Right. Okay, regular um, toes, lead the way. So I wanna I wanna look for a more private place to actually like discuss this. And with the first roll of the podcast, you can roll a perception check. Alright, here's hoping I don't F this up, guys. <laughs> okay. Eight. Eight. Uh, so with an eight, uh, fortunately, even though it's not that hard to really find a more private place than the center square, uh, there are a number of alleys that are all equally shady. And there's the inn that Ahara just came out of. Uh, other than that, there are a lot of you know, stalls, there's a lot of decorations. You know, it's the it's the Harvest Festival. There's a lot of people here. It's the busiest time of the year in a city known for being busy. Uh, so you can take your pick of the alleys or the inn, or you can keep doing it here. <laughs> Uh, I will opt to bring the group into one of the alleys close by uh, and 
I should caution all of you to speak quietly. Walls have ears. Well, at least we have one professional on the team. Um, so, uh, what's everyone's deal? And and uh, Ahara is kind of like she starts leaning on the wall. Um, Ahara has like short white hair, um, light blue skin with little markings on it, um, little swirls. I uh, suppose I should introduce myself properly, and. Uh, Fena will remove her hood uh, to reveal tawny brown light fur on her face. Nose is quite dark. Her hair is dark and wild, uh, much like clouds uh, coming in for a storm. But her eyes are very calm. Um, and she says, my, my name is Fena. I am not from here. Yes. Well, um, it's nice to meet you, Fena. I'm a I'm a Hera. I'm a pirate, and I'm here for a job. I suppose the rest of you are as well. No need to go into your backstories, but uh, we'd like to know at least your name. Admitting you're a pirate, something that you usually do. Absolutely. Okay, I was just curious, um, I don't know how these things work. I'm ten, you can call me eleven for heist purposes. Wait, you're actually ten? Or actually eleven? Oh no, no, well, if we're doing real names, then my real name is Tennyson, or ten for short, but... You should call me Eleven while I'm undercover and robbing this place. Especially since I probably should not get caught there. Oh, I see. It's another toe pun, Eleven. Like an extra toe. Sure. Exactly. I was just counting up. But yes, I'm, uh, I'm not just ten because I have ten toes. Though that is also true. But I do have eleven toes. Hi, my name is Sick. Uh, this is a really nice alley you brought us into. Uh, I, I know it pretty well. My cousin works down the block. Um, but overall, yeah, you know, uh, I'm kind of from around here. Uh, it's really nice to meet everybody. I didn't know, you know, you openly admit about piracy. But, you know. That's that's a that's its own thing too. I mean, honestly, um, being a pirate is um, the best thing you could be. So, um, someone wants to admit being a pirate, and I get in trouble for it. They could fight me, right? Well, well, I wouldn't fight you. I'm not very strong. I'm kind of short. In fact, I have to. You know, everyone's chins look amazing from my point of view. <laughs> Do we know the job that we're doing? All, all I know is that we got to steal something from a tower, and we don't know what it is. As far as uh, if anyone else has any other additional information, we also have a very limited amount of time. Truth be told, I uh, semi-volunteered for this job. It was all very discreet. But I needed the money to keep heading south. 
This thing's at the top of a tower, correct? So we have a couple of options. Fight our way up, find a way to the roof, get in through a very high window. You don't have to raise your hand. Ten is raising her hand and she says, should I wear a mask? I have a lot of masks. <gasps> I was thinking we could, what we could do is we each get a mask. We do a little recon. We investigate this tower and we see who is writing it, where it's at, how tall it is, because I'm really short. So we can measure in either goblins, uh, which is roughly like two and a half feet. Or we can measure it normal by just floors uh, and then see if we can parachute in as in like just kind of jump from another tall building over or dig our way under. I prefer that one. Or we could like stealth our way in. I'm I a really a good distraction. Again, I, should I raise my hand or no? Just say what's on your mind. How do we feel about doors? Are you suggesting we, we walk in and and just and just rob the place? Because we can do that. And she like pulls out her sword. I would advise very heavily against that. Yeah, probably for the best. She like she said again. <gasps> what about like a mix of the parachuting idea and going through a door, except maybe we find a window and we can do like a zip line. I love it. It's possible. Let's check the building out to see what's feasible. We should see if there are windows. As you all look across, you know, the cityscape, you see the mountain range that the city is sort of built up against Mm -hmm. and towering over the rest of the city, you see House Dulles. And directly to the right of that, you see a tower. It's the only tower, except for the clock tower, about a few yards back in the center of the square that you were just in. And there are windows, but it's also taller than even... House Duelists' keep here in the city. And that is the location that you are all to make your way to. Okay, that's tall. Uh, Sick, roll a history check for me. 13. Uh, so, uh, as someone who has lived here for at least a healthy chunk of time, you know that the tower is owned by House Duelist. However, it seems like only members of House Duelist ever come in or out. And that's about the extent of your knowledge on the tower. It's a secret tower owned by House Duelist. I feel like we should uh, kidnap somebody and tickle them until they tell us all the information. We want to know about the tower. I'm sorry, did yeah. you say tickle? Why? Do you plan on stabbing them? Tickling is a very effective form of torture. My uncle used to do it all the time. Whenever I would lie about something, he'd just hold me down and tickle me until I told him. Hey, yes, I did steal that thing. I'm sorry about that. Um. 
There's a lot to unpack there, but let's move on. I think we should head to the tower and see uh, about guard changes, uh, any potential entry points, that kind of thing, before we move further. Robin, could I see what Ten knows about House Doulis? You sure can. Uh, you can roll a history check with advantage. Okay. Oof, woohoo, thank you, GM, for that one. <laughs> a 17 plus 2, so <laughs> bless you, Robin. Um, that would, yeah, that's a 19. So unlike Sick, you know a bit more about House Doulis. From your childhood, childhood, you have learned for one reason or another, a fair amount about the various other houses of the Empire. Your parents taught you all they could, and House Doulis is quite likely the shadiest of the five noble houses. Uh, they are a merchant family. They often trade with all the different nations and even some of the other continents because their reach is unmatched in terms of trade throughout the world. If you need something, House Doulis will probably know where to find it. They also might know how to find things that you probably shouldn't be looking for. You learned at some point in your childhood that the current head of House Duelists is one of the Emperor's sort of right hands. So the head of House Duelists, Alden Duelists, is the right hand to Emperor Paris and is the lead archaeologist in the entire empire. House Duelists has always found themselves fascinated by ancient trinkets lost to time. They scavenge the world for artifacts and temples and tombs that could contain secrets so far unknown to the empire. House Doulis is essentially the reach of the Empire. If they can't reach somewhere, neither can the Empire. That goes for the military standing, control of the waterways, and everything else in between. Ten will convey all of this to her friends and new companions uh, in her own Ten way. Oh, so House Doulis is... Well, they're kind of shady. They're not the most fun at parties because they kind of like keep to themselves and have a lot of secrets among them, you know, whereas like everyone else is sitting around the punch bowl gossiping. They're like over in a corner hiding in the shadows kind of thing. But they're really reliable for like getting information or getting things for the Empire. They, well... Shady is probably the best word I could use. They could get something that you shouldn't ever find or something that's commonplace, something that's just far away. If they're the only ones coming in or out of the tower, then it's very possible the thing that we are after is one of the one of the uh less desirable things they may have acquired. And then it's also safe to assume that it's under very high security. Yes, yes, yes. So, the morning wanes on. Shall we investigate this tower? Okay. So as you all come out of this alley in the middle of the day, uh, you get a few. You get a few looks. Um, some of the town's guards sort of murmur. Um. But no one seems to follow in your direction. Uh, as you make your way through the town, it's a busy, busy day. 
uh, the last day of festival activities are starting to get in full swing as you approach midday. Uh, the loud clock tower in the center of Rose Thorn Borough echoes loud enough that it can be heard through the entire city. You find yourself outside of the Order of Merchants and then slowly outside of House Dulis. Not far off from House Dulis, as you find yourselves in really the heart of the city, where there are a large number of booths and stalls and games and entertainers. A few bards just randomly strumming and playing instruments all over. And you stand sort of in that area uh, outside of the tower. But I'd like to investigate the tower itself and look for entrances, guards, all of that. And you can roll an investigation check. 20. How are you investigating? Are you just looking? Are you... Yeah, I'm scanning moving for... Moving closer? I, I'll, I'll move as close <laughs> as I need to without being obvious. What I'm trying to do is assess entrances, uh, how many guards are posted at any potential entrances, How if, if there are windows, if there are buildings that are close enough to zipline in, like somebody proposed earlier, uh, or basically any opportunities or weaknesses that I can find. Uh, so, with your natural 20, uh, what's the total number? It uh, Oh, it would be 21 total. 21 total. Um, so, you can count how many windows there are. You can count the current guard stationed outside. Uh, the windows are all made of uh, various abstract pieces of stained glass, and the tower seems about four or five stories tall. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing special. It's not like the most insane tower ever. All the windows are stained glass? They're not, like, open? No. Uh, they're all stained glass. Uh, there are, there's only about one per floor um, going up the first four floors. And then on the fifth floor, uh, there are a few more. You can tell that top floor is definitely home to some sort of study or something like that, you can assume. Um, but as you were told, the only thing on that floor is a safe containing a single item. It seems like the only way to get through the windows would be to shatter them. Uh, and there is one large door at the bottom, two guards stationed outside of it. Um, but it's a pretty simple wooden door at the top of a small set of stairs. What about nearby buildings? Uh, the tower is right alongside the wall of House Dulles, which features a number of crowns guard just lining the walls, crossbows at the ready. Um, it's as normally guarded as any noble keep would be, as you could expect or have seen elsewhere in the world. 
Do we know when, like, the time limit we have for stealing this item? Uh, yeah, so you were all told to deliver this item. The rendezvous is meant to be um, by sunup the next morning at the Dragonfly Inn. One of you, you can really all choose who would have it, uh, would have a key to a room. It would have been detailed in all of your letters that one of you has the key. If you weren't the one who received it, then it's not you. Um, I guess as uh, Fena is the one who volunteered, um, they would have the key. The rest of you just sort of here for whatever reason. None of you have been there. You've been told not to go there before the drop. And assuming you all honored that, you know that tonight is really the only night. And whether that's because the person you hired you knows something that you don't about this tower, you don't know. Right now, it doesn't seem like the easiest place to penetrate or to get in or out of, considering it has one exit. Well, but hey. One normal exit. There's several possible avenues, <clears throat> just, you know, not discreet ones. One traditional exit. Correct. Are, is anyone still gathered together? I and, feel like and I would still be there with, with you. Does Faina return to this group? when she's done her, like, evaluation, investigation? Sure. Um, I'll return to the group slowly and simply say the, the best methods that I can devise for this are either distraction or a surprise in the night. I would... What? Yeah, I would definitely say we shouldn't do it in broad daylight during a festival. That would be my professional expertise. Mm -hmm. What is everyone here good at? Uh, I can bake really well, uh, and I do some other cooking too. Uh, archery is probably my best, most applicable skill. My best, most applicable skill for a heist, uh, and I'm not sure why I didn't think of that one first. That's it. I have two questions for DM stuff. One is, when is the height of the festival? Like, is there like a, a final show or anything that's going on? And then the second is, would Sick know of any sewers? Uh, just after sundown, there is meant to be a farewell harvest dance here in the center of town. Um, You've been in the sewers before. Um, it's like a maze. Um, and you never really know where you're going to pop up. I'm mostly good at the, you know, fighting. I can get places quietly and break into things. That sounds very useful. Uh, I'm loud and I love to read. I uh, love planning things. Uh... I'm also very quiet when I need to be. You like planning things? You used to like 
you can help with the plan and Fena regular toes can help with like the I was confused for a second the sneaking and like the getting in places quietly and then and did we come up with a nickname for our last friend um I was gonna call him Jingles because they were jingling a coin Jingles yeah Jingles Jingles go in and go pa 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 and like you know do the fighting thing um I, I can shoot things from afar. So, like, I could shoot our, our line through a window if that's the way that we wanted to go. Or I could play dress up. I could I could dress up as someone from House Dulles. I know what it's like to be a noble, but... Um, that is an excellent idea. Since only members of House Dulles are allowed in, we might be able to use that. It is very risky. Yes, it is very risky. And... I don't have a lot of like dress up tools at my disposal, um, but I, I, I could, you know, I could, I can act it. I don't know how well it will go. So as this conversation carries on, um, anyone who wants to can roll a perception check for me real quick. Uh, you don't, you don't have to. Which twenty two. Also rolls a twenty two. Yeah, that's. Ranger, heightened senses, mm-hmm. very aware of surroundings. Also very nervous because this is her first heist, so very aware. 14. I had no idea it was I had no idea it was Ten's first heist. Did you know this was Ten's first heist? Uh is that all of the checks? Oh sorry, I have a five, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so well, I mean everyone except for Ahara sees uh, seemingly from out of nowhere, a carrier pigeon just flopped down kind of clumsily onto Tenton's shoulder. There's oh, a message attached to the bird's foot. Did you bring this for me? Thank you, friend. And she'll um, grab the message and pet the pigeon on its head. Uh, as you take the message off of the pigeon, it coos for a moment, you know, but it flies off almost immediately after, um, as it is typically trained to do. Uh, so are you going to read it to yourself or are you going to read it out loud? Read it to myself first. Uh, uh, Ten assumes at first that this comes from her family um, with the, as it, a carrier pigeon. It does not. Oh. Well, um, there is no noticeable signature or anything on it, um, and it's not really all that long of a message. Uh, it's short. It's very simple, uh, and it's very strange as you read it to yourself, as if whoever sent this message has been listening to you all the whole time. It says, "Wait for the curtain call." And that's it. Wait. For the curtain call. What do you all suppose that means? Well, well, there's a big dance. Maybe there's a play? Uh, so, Sick, since you are from here, uh, you've been through at least one Harvest Festival before. Right around the time you actually arrived to the city the first time. Uh, there's a dance... The townsfolk come and dance with one another and 
then there is always one big final hurrah. One last dance deep into the night as the dance starts at sundown and it typically goes into uh, the later hours of the evening. There's always a last call. One last dance for everyone to grab that person they care about or their family or, you know, their favorite dog, their favorite cow, horse, whatever. Um, whatever is important to them coming out of this Harvest Festival. Uh, and it is known as the Curtain Call Dance. And that just sort of, whether or not it clicks for you is up to you. Uh, but that's something you would know. I think Sick would at least know it had something to do with the final dance. Because uh, in Six Mind, they're already planning many different things to happen during that last dance. Um, yes, because they're also very small. One of the things that Sick will also bring up is like, besides planning things, I'm my very short stature allows me to kind of weave through people's legs. So I'm also very good at setting distractions and running away. Um, so Ooh, distractions could also be useful. Distractions yeah. are very useful, especially so during in the this, uh, Yeah, curtain call. I could set something up really far away and just run, 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 run. What would you mean something? I mean, I, I don't want to hurt anybody, but like, uh, I could like set a stampede of dogs. I could set a flurry of pigeons off and they could poop on people. Uh, you know, I have a lot of cousins and neighbors and siblings around. Maybe we could all come out and have a party uh, and just kind of party with everybody else. Uh, outside that, I'm really good at making masks. Uh, I could dress up as a gnome and say some, say, I don't know, do, do something as a gnome. I can confirm that pigeons are very distracting. Yeah, you just feed them and then they poop. So, like, just go up on the roof and feed them and then they poop on everybody. It's really good. Easy. I mean, if anyone has any other distractions that are not lethal, I'd be totally down for that. We do need a way to distract the guards if we plan on going in. Flash might work. Asking them to dance might work. Uh, lots Is of anybody particularly charismatic? I can intimidate the heck. I've been told I'm very intimidating, but uh, charisma, not so much. I would say charisma is a last resort method. Uh, I like dancing. I do too. I could get a couple of my cousins and I could stand on their shoulders and we could dance with somebody. I I could I well I could I could pretend to be of the house, but even if I didn't, I could just be of my own house and ask them to dance or try and lead them away. Um we don't have the same uh weight isn't the right word. We don't have the same uh influence as Duelist does, though. I think it would be best if we tag this from both ends. So somebody causes the distraction and somebody goads the guards into leaving their post. Convincing somebody that they were under attack or... Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be a good plan. I 
I, uh, I'd hate to say that this is a skill that I've picked up, but, uh, can deceive people if I need to. I've told a lie or two in my time. I am horrible at lying, so I can set off a trap. It's perfectly fine. Do we want to go in through one of the windows or try to get in through the door? Because that will determine how we engage with the guards. If we succeed at deceiving the guards, we could go in through the front entrance, but... Is anyone particularly good with uh, disguises or... Oh, sick. I am. Uh, so part of part of the problem is uh, how Stulis wouldn't have the same, like, hairstyle that I do. Um, do you think we could, like, paint my hair and I could... I could pose as someone of the house. I know, like, Are you nobility. saying a makeover? Are you saying a makeover? I'm saying a makeover, right, yes. A makeover. I'm asking if we can have I'm a makeover. I'm so excited. We can do a makeover. As long as I can do my, my uh, cat eyes, I'm totally yes. down. Okay, Since we're yes. doing a stealth mission, cat eyes. Oh, and I can describe someone to you. Uh, someone kind of vague uh, that I know from parties, but... But that I could kind of like get away with being for a little while. All all I need to do is trick those two guards, right? I am so down for this. I have makeup, waxes, fake wigs, whatever you need, we got it. Well, not a full wig, like kind of like hair extensions. Okay. You know, I, I can see what I can do. Wonderful. Does anybody else need to do anything before this... Epic heist. Fena will go and look in in search of uh, an apothecary's, looking for uh, poisonous ingredients. Uh, you find a shop that just has a sign that says apothecary. It's just a plain wooden sign. There are no windows. The door is a curtain. Oh, this is like the black market apothecary. <laughs> no, it's it's there in the center of the square. They just don't seem to have a door. It It's also not a very big shop. It feels like one of those very narrow uh, pizza places in like New York City that are like squeezed between two like really tall buildings. Oh, hole uh, in the wall. It's just like a best. little hole in the wall apothecary. Yeah. Um, you the walk in, you, you know... You part the curtain. It's it's lit as if it's got like a bunch of lava lamps. Like there are jars with like glow worms and stuff. Just very like comfortable, like mood lighting. A little bit of music playing. Fana will smile because this kind of reminds her of uh, of home a little bit, and uh, saunter up to the counter. Who is there? Anybody that I can see? Yeah, uh, just sort of sitting there, leaning over the counter, um, reading a book is uh, a an elf, um, an elven gentleman, no mustache, um, long sideburns down, like almost all the way to the chin, like almost full mutton chops, but they're just long, straight, like beetles sideburns, mm. um, but a little bit longer. Um Hair pulled up into a ponytail. Uh, Gray hair with a little bit of black still in it. Very 
more salt than pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wearing like a white, white coat, black shirt underneath. Uh, pushes his glasses up, just very anime style. One finger up the bridge. Um, as he lifts his head, um, he doesn't say anything to you. He just waits. Good day. I was hoping you could help me solve a problem with my garden. I've had quite a few too many critters running around, and I'm looking for a herbalist means of giving them a quick, painless reason to not come back. Hmm. Foxglove, uh, nightshade, something of that variety, perhaps? Uh, he nods his head. He just sort of reaches under the counter as if, like, this isn't the first time someone's come in and asked for this. Uh, and he puts down a vial of a purplish liquid with a little bit of a green hue to it. Uh, would I recognize this? No. Uh, could you could you tell me what's in this? If I do that, we'll both be implicated. How much? A gold piece. Fano will reach into her pouch and flick a gold at him. Uh, he just sort of opens his pocket, falls in effortlessly. He nods his head and he goes back down to his book. And I'm going to take my vial and mind my business. <laughs> you have a single vial of poison. Uh, You're not sure what kind of poison. Or what it does, but it's poison. Okay. Probably. Anybody else? Uh, Sick would want to make sure they have uh, enough makeup and costume kind of uh, pieces to help uh, Ten look the part. So we'd definitely be like, Ten, let's let's go and uh, get get what we need. But then before going... Saying to here, like, I, I know I gave you the code name Jingles, but you know, if you want anything else, that was just the first thing that came to mind. You, you could be like, uh, you don't have a beard, so I, I can't do a beard nickname, but like, tall person. Uh, and then just take 10 to go and buy the needed uh, makeup. Uh, yeah, it's easy enough to find for about a silver piece. Um, so in a very, uh, Rocky Balboa training montage style makeover, uh, roll a performance check for me, Zick. Oh, can I assist with my explanation of this vague house duelist person? You can. So Sick can roll with advantage. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll stick with my first roll. It was 18. Oh, very okay. nice. Yeah. Uh, so, um, as I have the tiger plays in the background, 10 looks like vaguely a normal house duelist elf that they saw at a party at mm-hmm. some point in the past. That's it. Um, what do you probably. think of this, this for my voice? Does this work? 
more more pomp, more pompous. Like more just, more pompous. Yes. Does these were? Uh, I can't do it. I, uh, All the nobles I know speak so pompously. That sounds good. That's it. Like that. Uh, yeah. So, exactly. in your experience, ten. They don't. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, but... just, I'm feeding off six energy right now and like laughing yeah. along and mm-hmm. making fun of myself too because mm-hmm. there's definitely some of that vibe of like she's had to learn how to speak about nobles since leaving the city. And so she's, she's, she's learning to laugh with mm-hmm. and at herself. From her mysterious upbringing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cool. Does anybody else have anything else they want to do? Honestly, I think Ahara might just be kind of taking it easy, um, just preparing like mentally for what's ahead. Um, this isn't her first rodeo, so she might just be like sharpening her weapons, making sure everything's in order, um, maybe grabbing a bite to eat at the fair. <laughs> but she's, she doesn't seem too bothered. I'm just going to keep a lookout for anybody that might be watching us or taking too much of an interest in the group. Uh, there is no one. No one cares about what any of you are doing. Super. Um, assuming Sick and Ten are doing this entire makeover in the middle of the street. Uh, yeah. and no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Back to like the six commune of a house. You all sort of come back together later on. The dance is well underway now. You know, you prepare yourselves, you set up whatever plans and distractions you decided on, and come towards the end of the night, everyone starts gathering for the curtain call dance. And that's when there's a very loud crash and bang, and you hear a loud commotion coming from the inside of the grounds of the keep for House Duelists. The dance stops as people sort of turn and look, as if right before you were all about to kick off your big plan, all of the guards start rushing off of the battlements and off into the courtyard, and you can't really see what's going on, and the crowd is kind of gathered around the gates. You see a faint orange glow coming from the back corner of the keep, smoke rising into the night sky. The guards from the tower come rushing out, The two guards on duty come rushing towards the keep and the door is left slightly ajar as it seems all of the attention of the house duelist crowns guard has now turned to this blazing inferno on the western side of this fortress in the heart of this town. And you all get the sense that this is probably what the note that Ten got meant when it said wait for the curtain call. Ken looks around for anyone who like might be nearby and is like, go? Do we go? Yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. go. Nope. Oh, wait, we're going. <laughs> yeah, same. Yep. Tim is trying to hold her excitement back, but Renee is not. Precise. Uh, you all rush inside the tower? I'm going to bring up the rear and be a little stealthier. Watch everybody's back. Do you want to roll a stealth check? Sure. You gave me the option. That's so sweet of you. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, too, that Ten, in her excitement, doesn't drop her performance. She's still, like, walking with her shoulders back, which she kind of does anyway. You know, she hard old habits, hard to break. So she has that, like, uh, shoulders back, chin up, uh, 
air to her. It was uh, 17. 17, okay. You assume you're being stealthy as everyone else is going inside. Um, the torches on the wall are burning slowly, and as you come in, the tower, aside from a central spiral staircase going all the way up, seems empty. There are a few tables, books. Um, do you all just sort of continue up the stairs to try and get to the top floor where you're told you're supposed to be? Yes. Hurry. And if we need to make a quick escape, I'll shoot something out a window and we can zip line then. So you all quickly, and one of you stealthily, make your way up the stairs as you go floor by floor. And the entire tower seems mostly barren. People have come and gone out of here that were more than just guards pretty regularly for as long as you've lived here, Sick. Yeah, Sick might slow down a little um, bit as it's This feels too empty. easy. Yeah. You reach the top. And as you were told, there is nothing in this room except for a single safe in the center. Huh. Well, I will uh, attempt to crack the safe. Yeah. I'll keep watch on the stairs. As you look around, for a second you sort of do a, a double take as um, Fena is, you know, trying to crack the safe, which you can roll a sleight of hand for. And you do a double take for a second, and you swear you see this great hulking knight in armor with, like, a single large sword up to its chest standing uh, at the window, and you sort of shake your head, and it's gone. Maybe it's just the stress and your mind playing tricks on you, maybe it's some strange magic. But either way, whatever you thought you saw isn't there. You take a look around the rest of the room, it's still empty. There's nothing there. Fifteen. Dana. Fifteen. Um, it's as if you've picked this safe before. It opens pretty effortlessly. There are no alarms. There are no traps. Inside is a small wooden box with a tiny lock on it. It's the only thing in the safe. I grab it and say, let's get out of here. Uh, sometimes jobs are just easy and you just got to take it as is, you know? This is not normal. Let's no. go and then investigate what this is. Cool. So you all, with relative ease, managed to escape the tower. You walk out, you leave the door as it was left, and the fire has grown larger, but it seems as if it's almost under control now. People are still gathered. Not a single eye is on you. There's not even really a mass panic. It's just people looking on in confusion and awe and a bit of fear. As you all, I assume, make your way to your rendezvous point? Mm, let's go back to the tavern first. 
Okay. Uh, and Ten re- like keeps looking back over their shoulder to Eye the Fire. Um, not her house, but definitely is curious as to what is going on on the grounds there. Um, and as she's walking uh, quickly uh, beside Faina as quickly as she can, she's like, when do we relax? Do we relax yet? Do we relax at the tavern? Can we relax now? Relax for now. Nothing's happening yet. The rule of the game is to relax until something happens and then take action when needed. Wow, that is really wise. I like to think so, but thank you. So as you look over your shoulder at the fire, it it burns and it seems controlled. No one's screaming in terror. You don't hear anyone yelling about anyone dying yet. Um, You weren't in the tower long, maybe less than five minutes to get top to bottom, get the safe open and get out. Um, It was quick. It was easy. It was strange. But you all eventually make your way back to the tavern. The tavern's sort of emptied out. At this point, most people have gone to the dance. Um, you know, there's the one tavern keeper. Do you still um, have any rooms available? I, I've got one. I would like to purchase that room for the evening, please. A gold piece. Done. Let's go, gang. Cool. Uh... Who's the first one into the room? Just it would be me, probably, since I paid for it, so I'll have the key. Cool. Uh, so while this is not the Dragonfly Inn that your rendezvous point was meant to be, um, you come into the room and you like do a double take and you feel like you see this image of this dark shadow of a knight same great sword held as sort of like those statues um and those uh suits of armor in you know castles and stuff uh in museums um then it was just a passing glance but off-putting off-putting enough and you were the only one who saw this for just a moment and you all go into the room together? I motion for everybody to join me. I close and yeah. lock the door. I shut any curtains that are there. And I pull out the box. And I pull out the key. And I say, before we deliver this, since I'm not entirely sure who our, sure who our patron, in fact, is, I want to know what this object is. Opening a box can't be that terrible. And I have the key. You're free to leave the room. Well, all of our fates are tied to one box, and we're just supposed to grab it and return it, or whatever. I'm concerned. Uh, This was far too easy. Far too easy. My only thought is, if you open the box, and whatever's inside is a horrible plague or pandemic that's, like, takes over the world, much like an old story I read, um, we're all culpable 
instead of just handing over the box to our waypoint. <laughs> Waiting for I to make that joke. <laughs> admit I am very curious, but this is something that would come back on all of us if you open it. I, right now, I feel guilty enough as is just having gone through with it. And granted, not everyone here had a choice. I did, but I, I just... Don't you want to know what you've risked your lives and reputations for? I certainly do. And I also want to know why it was so terribly easy to protect something so important. Yes, of course I do, but I also don't want to risk my lives and reputation any more than I already have tonight. Are we thinking there might be mm, more money or riches in this box than what we are being paid? Potentially, or more harm done if whatever's in here gets into the wrong hands. My chief concern. And this box was in the possession of House Dulis. This... This isn't likely to be a normal item. It never was. We went in knowing that. All the more reason to know what it is we are delivering. Can I see the box for a minute? Sure. I'll hand it to him. Uh, can I cast Identify on the box? Because it takes a minute. Uh, you can. Is there anything special about the box itself? There is nothing special about the box itself. Well, it's a box. Okay. Generally speaking, people who don't have the courage to show their face are not as powerful as they claim to be. The truly powerful are not afraid to show their face. Fena, are you going to open the box whether we all agree or no? It's likely. Then I want no part in it. But I acknowledge that I can't stop you. I just ask that if, if opening the box does put our lives at greater risk, that we stand together and no one is left alone to deal with the repercussions of your actions. As you two are having this conversation, Sick, what are you doing with the box? Well, I have the box. Uh, I don't have the key, but I'm heavily contemplating sneaking out of the room with the box. Uh, we'll be like shifting towards the door. As I you, have one eye on him. <laughs> would you say at any point you even like the tiniest bit touched the lock on the box? Probably would have to as part of like investigating it and using identify. Mm -hmm. Let's just say as uh, your identify comes to an end and they're having this conversation about whether or not to open the strange box. Um, Without a key, you just sort of tap the lock and it just sort of unlocks. I didn't do it. I swear. I didn't do it. It opened. It opened by itself, everyone. The, the box hasn't opened. The lock is still in, like, the hinge, but it didn't seem like it needed a key. I take the box oh. back from him, unloop the lock, and open it. As you open the box. Oh, boy. There is inside this box just... A deck of cards. And that is where we will end this first episode of Viturium Awakening. As 
one of the cards on the top of the deck on its own flips over. And we'll find out what that card is next time on Vitorium Awakening. Uh, as always, everybody, I am Robin Caulfield, your Dungeon Master. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Call Me Caulfield. Um, you can find me pretty much anywhere on the internet at Call Me Caulfield, really. Um, and you can check out some of my cool stuff on callmecaulfield.com. James. Yep, uh, I'm James. You can find me pretty much anywhere at GravityFail87 on Twitter, Instagram, and so on. Uh, and I just love making D&D content and love playing D&D. Sylvia? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit like, oh, I fucked up so bad. That's <laughs> part of the drama. Um, mm-hmm. You can find me at Silverace, S-Y-L-V-E-R-A-C-E, on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I post a lot about D&D and other nerdy stuff so eleni hi um i'm eleni i'm really excited to be playing a big buff barbarian lady um and um you can find me on um twitter as proxy please pls instead of please um and on instagram as proxy pics um cosplay and i love D D. and Last but certainly not least, Renee. Hi, I'm Renee Rhodes. I use she, her, and I play Ten, who also uses she, her, and oh my gosh, oh sorry, Ten uses she, they. I am blah, 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 blah after this episode. I cannot wait to uh, be back for episode two. Thank you all so much for having me. Uh, Thank you, Robin, especially as our our GM. I can't wait to see where the story goes. You can find me on Twitter at RayDNR or on my website, RayDN.com. Everywhere but Twitter is just RayDN. Twitter has the extra R. Uh, I do lots of podcasts, streams, writing, and other such shenanigans, which you can all find links to from that website or in random tweets, which will come up on Twitter. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here. And on that note, everybody, thank you again for listening. We love you, and uh, we can't wait to play more D&D for you. Bye-bye. <laughs>